Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And as always, I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And you know that all month long, we have been making sure we're starting out this year with the right focus but we're also maintaining flexibility because no matter what comes at us this year, we are all going to make it through it. And our my guest today is going to help us talk about something that's very important in terms of our success, and that is money, money, money. I can't wait to talk to her more about it. Jennifer Love is, now listen to all these pinpoints that I just love talking about. She's a money therapist, which we're probably going to mention right here, a wealth philosopher, an ally of nature, an advocate for emotions, which I love. She's top 5% internationally acclaimed business advisor. And probably one of the most favorite things that I know about her is she's a dark chocolate enthusiast. So we know that we're going to love her. Now she's award-winning five career entrepreneur with 20 years more plus under her comfy kids. She retired her high heels. And I understand I haven't worn mine for quite a while and they're not quite as comfortable as they were before but she's a thought leader with a heart that matches her name and her degrees, training and research in human and organizational behavioral psychology are the foundation for her clinical work. Now she's currently the visionary CEO of the living wealthy Institute, helping world leaders develop a healthy relationship with wealth, which is important free from anxiety by following a regenerative money equation for a holistic and nurturing experience. Now, this is the last thing I want to make sure I get in here. Leaders who know how to raise, manage, grow, and contribute money can live soulful, wealthy lives to become allies for future generations to come, which is something that I think that we all need to spend time with is thinking about what we're leaving, not only enjoying in our lives right now, but we're leaving for those behind us to make the world a better place. So thank you, Jennifer, for being my guest today. Yeah, thanks for having me come play with you today. You know, <laughs> well, you know, I can send some. <laughs> I love it. I think your bio tells a lot, but I always know that, you know, the story that you can tell of yourself is always stronger. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. Yeah, well, let's go back in time just a little bit to me as a little three-year-old girl. And we lived in Oklahoma City, and I had a little brother who was tucked away taking a nap in his bedroom. And my parents were behind their bedroom door. And uh, I heard them yelling. I heard my father punching holes in walls. And I'm standing there in the dark hallway, and I'm like, what in the hell's going on there? And then I watched my father walk out of the room and walk right past me, and I'm seeing my mom sitting there on the on the bed and she's crying and I crawl up trying to figure out you know what's going on and I see the cut of credit cards next to her and she says to me your dad's left mm. he's not back and we don't have any money 
And that was the day that I watched my mother become financially disempowered within herself. And that was mm. the day that I made the meaning that somehow um, I'm not good enough or lovable enough for my dad to stick around and take care of us the way that, you know, a father might want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I fast forwarding, you know, kind of through that, that experience, um, I was pretending that I wasn't angry with my father, right? I was also pretending that um, I was okay and that I was fine so that I wouldn't burden mom with even more. I call it the downside of caring. Um, mm-hmm. and I also took on the, the, the cloak that day of being the heroine in my mom's life. I'm going to save mom. I'm going to make it okay for her, right? And what that impact had on me was a lot of weight. It left a lot of stress. <laughs> you can only imagine a little three-year-old going through life thinking the weight of her mother's joy and happiness and success is on her shoulders, right? Wow. And this isn't just my story. This is the story for so many leaders. So many of us in the world, we're taking on things that aren't ours um, mm-hmm. and burdens and suffering as others. Well, what I did learn about myself through that process is that I have a big, beautiful heart and I care deeply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also found out that not only am I a fighter and a survivor, but more importantly, I'm a lover who has one heck of a dose of tenacity because I went on um, to create five companies, very successful companies. Um, But the way that I was growing those early companies was from this place of being inside of me that was seeking external validation. As mm-hmm. though all my value was somewhere far, far away out there, you know? And I all forgot that my great capacity for building and creating things was right here. All the love I ever needed, all of the value that I that belongs in me is right here. I didn't need mm-hmm. to do anything for it, but I had forgotten. I got lost in that, right? As I was taking on the suffering of other. And so what a great lesson, what a great gift that I got to learn in my 20s and 30s and carry into my 40s now that, you know what? Yeah, sure. I can go put money in the bank and be fucking miserable. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or maybe the way that I'm being who I'm being on the inside maybe actually matters a whole lot more than strategy every single day, hands down. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And it actually reminds me uh, of an interview from this month with Tim Spiker, where he talks about helping leaders become who they are. And, you know, whether it deals with money or how we operate, understanding and embracing who we are is one of the most critical keys to living authentically. And I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard for everybody, especially if you don't realize maybe you're not living authentically. That's right. And, uh, you know, going back to my roots, which I've studied for two decades, human behavior and development, it's no surprise that watching as a little three-year-old, watching a mother become disempowered, that I went on to study human behavior development and, and leaders' relationship with wealth. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? We find mm-hmm. our gifts in our wounds, as so many would say. Um, And so the work that I am doing now 
I had to do for myself. I had to, I had to go into and sort out um, all of the scar tissue that had developed in all the different aspects of myself in, in my spiritual aspect, my connection with divine or whatever that is for you, or just your sense of purpose in the world, right? That's, that's a spiritual aspect of ourself, our emotional, oh, our emotional selves, those emotion buddies, I call them our friends. And yet we like the intense ones, the really scary ones that feel like monsters under the bed. We like want to run hard and fast away from them. And yet yeah. in doing that, the re that kind of repression of emotion makes them even angrier. Yeah, makes it gives them more power. Intense. That's right. And so by, by actually digging in and excavating that shit out, I call it, right? Mm -hmm. All our tissue that builds up in us over time in our emotional aspect, when we can clear that, we create such freedom in ourselves. right? We need to have the anger. We need to have the grief. We need to have the sadness. It's okay to cry. I give you all a permission slip. <laughs> Please cry because on the other <laughs> side of that, it's kind of like what happens when there's a nice big rain, right? Mm -hmm. Or a, and a lightning storm. All of that and ozone in the air creates this decompression and you're just kind of like, ah, it feels like a deep breath. And that's what a cry does for us. It creates a decompression inside of us, right? So, you know, clearing the scar tissue in the, uh, the spiritual, in the emotional, in our mental being, like all of those ideas, those thoughts, those beliefs, whether they're ours or not, sometimes they're not they're not even ours. We're carrying someone else's around. Right. We're like, Oh wait, that's not even mine. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I actually need to just kind of yeah. let that on by. Right. And do something else with it or choose yeah. more, more wholesome thoughts and ways of believing about money, about wealth, about how I can spend it, about how I can invest it. I had a client this year who, um, you know, she took her company from 6 million to 573 million in six years. But wow. did, it, did it in a way, kind of like me, I get it, um, didn't mean where she burned herself out. She she was so burnt out that she had to take a full year sabbatical this year, okay? And and so, again, a lot of success built, in fact, for her whole family. She made her whole family incredibly wealthy, very profitable company. Mm. But inside, she was bankrupt, completely yeah, exactly. bankrupt, right? To the point where she felt still indebted to the family that she made wealthy, and she also felt like she didn't deserve to have all the money that she actually created. Isn't it amazing? Mm -hmm. It's not the strategy. It's the way we're being. And, and so working through, working through that um, so that she can uh, not even feel ashamed about having a self-directed fund that she was hiding from her family because they are judging her for how she's investing her money and being generous with it. And she has this huge generous heart and was hiding wanting to be so generous in the way she is, mm -hmm. right? So we all have secrets. We do. We all have money secrets that we're hiding. And it's affecting yeah. because it's keeping us small. It's bumping us up against an upper limit because we're sabotaging ourselves in the process, right? And I'm saying, hey, let's continue on down the journey of clearing out all that scar tissue, spiritual, emotional, mental, and also physical, because, well, if we don't have our health, we certainly don't have capacity to create more wealth um, right. in our life. Right. And by the way, what's happening in our, our um, mental and emotional aspects is expressing itself out into our physical well-being. 
And so I can get, I can work with a trainer and I do this with leaders. I get into their bodies and I find out where the physical scar tissue in their body is, because you know what? That gives me information about what's happening for them emotionally and mentally. I'm like, oh yeah, that large intestine. Yeah. Hmm. Like this is actually what's going on for you. So let's break down the physical scar tissue in your body. So that's going to give you a bit more relief and access. And let's, that's then going to also help us get into the emotional and the mental aspects that you've been running, hiding away from for a very, very, very long time. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I mean, there's just so, there's so much in that. And I, I love the fact that you say, you know, we all have money secrets and I agree, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I, I often, um, you know, I mean, I have my own, you have, we all, we all have them. Uh, <laughs> right. And we, and we may have multiples, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember, um, at one time, uh, it, it was the first company that I, that I created. So this is, I think my fifth, so, um, one that was successful, some that were middling and some that weren't. But I remember at one point, somebody told me that my hobby was making money. Ooh. And I thought that was really interesting. That is. I thought that's kind of fun because a hobby is fun. And then that business didn't do very well. And wow. so I shut it down and I went back to work. And so then from that on, there was a long time where I felt like my value was only associated with the paycheck, the number that's on the paycheck. That's right. Again, a number, a digit, something outside of yourself, right? We all do this. Yes. Some expression. Yes. Yes. And it's, um, it's interesting because I've, in the last couple of years, you know, building this business, um, you know, some things have worked well, some things haven't, but I'm trying to always work on that inner monologue of, you know, I'm not afraid of failure. Are you afraid of success yeah. or what does that mean? And, and, and not really, but yes, I mean, there's some things that I think within all of us that it, it must be hard when you're working with someone to help them, I mean, break it down and, and see it themselves. Well, that's the fun, right? Yeah. I, I get to take someone's hand and walk into the inner workings of who they are, right? That's that's why I'm like, ooh, I'm a human gold digger. I go digging for the golden people, right? There's Love it. a lot of shit to met, get through. That's all right. We'll figure out the excavation plan. And, and then we'll figure out how to shine up all that gold and what to do with it. Because, yeah, all of that muck, all that scar tissue, right? It is creating a whole lot of blind spots. And we spend, I mean, let's get real, the 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 wounded part of ourself and the relationship with the protector part of ourself. And they they're friends. They're yeah. they're friends, they're allies, right? And that protector self becomes sophisticated and doesn't want us to experience pain anymore or the intensity or whatever is the trauma of our life. Right? We all have trauma in our life to varying degrees. Yeah. But that protector self does not want us, that wounded child, to have to experience any more of that, right? So we, that protector self is like, uh-uh, I'm going to cut it off. Like, I'm going to sever that. I'm going to build up walls, layers, the scar tissue, so that I don't ever have to go through that again. That's a very actually right. loving thing to do. Only problem is, by doing it like that, I mean, we can live an okay life, but do we want to just live an okay life, or do we want to live a great life? And, right. <laughs> and and so the problem with the way that the protector self does it with the defense system is that it doesn't actually let us get through it so that we don't mm-hmm. have to build the scar tissue so that we're then being robbed of our joy and we're 
literally becoming a prisoner, even inside, for my example and my client's example, a prisoner inside of herself in our own bank account, right? Mm. That's no fun either. Yeah. 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 No kidding. Nothing wealthy at all. Well, and I think, you know, I know this is kind of a, a, you know, a random tangent thought, but, you know, I I always think about the people who win the lottery and yeah. they get handed a check, you know, for $40 million. And, you know, we all like to dream. I just bought a lottery ticket the other day. I haven't bought one in a year, but, you know, it was over $140 million, So I'm like, okay, sounds good. I'll buy it. But every time I'm always thinking, what would I have to change about my life? You know, we wouldn't, my husband and I laugh about it. Like we wouldn't want anybody to know. We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't want to tell anybody, you know? And so that would create its own sense of maybe not shame, but fear. And I mean, there's just, you can come into a lot of money and it can still give you a lot of grief. Money is not the thing. The thing is that we don't realize, we think that money is somehow a savior. Mm -hmm. Money is actually very neutral. Money is kind of just like, no real energy, you know, it's what we make it mean, how we yes. relate with it, how we are being, we are the energy that gives the money that we come in contact with energy. Yeah. And, and we forget that it's not again, outside ourselves. It's right here inside ourselves. That's yeah. where to actually start. We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. Which I think is, you know, it's such a great topic right now too. You know, so many people were hit hard last year, obviously with COVID. Um, lots of people have lost their jobs. People have, um, you know, lost homes. I mean, there's there's a lot of challenges. There's other people who are doing well. There's other people that are holding on and they're very thankful. But I think that, you know, there's obviously other times in the world, you know, uh, depressions, recessions, you know, things falling out of, of the, the financial markets where it can really be upsetting. And I'm just thinking about, you know, within the, the U.S. predominantly. I mean, there's lots of places where there's people that just don't have a lot of anything, but people that have been used to at least living comfortably or, you know, making it and that haven't, there's a lot of fear in, in this. And, yeah. you know, any, any suggestions for how people can, you know, not, I mean, you obviously have to pay your bills, you have to eat, you know, you have to have a roof over your head. Those things are, are, are vital. But if people are listening and things are really, really tight, maybe not dangerous, but they're really tight yeah. and they're stressed out a lot about money, you know, any advice on how to help them try and minimize that so that they can not let that hold them back too? Because I think sometimes that the fear and that stress can keep you from making other good choices. Oh, for sure it does. In fact, it's one of the top things I see interfering with making good, healthy 
um, financial decisions. So the first thing I would say is, and this is this is going to be a hard one to land, mm -hmm. okay? But the first one is to just accept what is. Mm. And when we get to the place that we can accept what is, what that does to our central nervous system and to our, the amygdala in the back of our brain that wants to create all the anxiety that we sometimes often feel in our belly is, is that by accepting what is, it creates a state of calm. And we can actually breathe in that space. Therefore, mm -hmm. giving our brain more oxygen to remain in that place of calm. When we're in a place of calm, we can begin to actually listen to our own truth, our own inner wisdom. One of the other things I would recommend is, you know, all of that embarrassment or shame that you might feel. Here's my invitation is to just put it down. Mm-hmm because it's not serving you. Whatever happened that you got to this place, love yourself right there because it doesn't matter. You're a beautiful being just as you are. Accept yourself just as you are. Accept the situation for just what it is and then go ask for support. Whomever in your life you need to talk to, right? To just sort through what's happened, why it's happened, what's the best path forward so that you have support in making a healthy decision, right? Mm -hmm. On the next step, right? For those of you who who maybe are not so heavily impacted, it's not so like, whoa, you know, we still feel a lot of the anxiety, the residue of what's happened in our economy, in the world, kind of post-election, right? Whoa, dudes, dudettes, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so staying in yourself and remembering that you have the keys to your power. Please don't ever give your keys to your power to someone else by looking for validation outside yourself. You are giving the keys to your power away. If you've given them away, go pick them back up. You can do mm. that point. You can go claim your keys to your power so that you can remember that you have exactly what you need right inside of you. You might not know everything. You might not have all the strategies. You might need help, but you have exactly what you need inside of you. But you can't do that if everything that's important is somewhere out there. Yeah. Actually, so true. It's just right here. So go pick up the keys to your own <laughs> validation because you know what? If you want more flexibility in 2021, the place that you're going to access it from is a place of calm, a place of acceptance, a place of surrender, a place of truth, and a place of power within yourself. That's where you're going to access it from. I love it. Um, as you were talking, I was remembering um, my uh, husband and I have been together about 10 years, <clears throat> excuse me. And when we first moved in together and we were, you know, starting to mingle, you know, finances and everything. And he wanted to start having a, a quarterly financial meeting. And I'd never had that in my relationships ever. And I immediately went, why? What's the matter? You know, and I had this visceral reaction. I've told this story a couple of times on the podcast, um, depending on who I've had, because I think it's it's something that I, I not only like to share, but it gives me some pride in myself in the end of the story. Yeah. But when we would have these meetings, I would 
get nervous and upset and I would be not sleeping and I'd be tense. And I, and I felt not because he was making me feel this way, but something in me was reacting this way. This was my visceral reaction was I'm going to be in trouble. It's going to be bad. I'm going to not be able to spend any money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And all the stories we tell ourselves, right? And yeah. I'm like, we're, you know, we do fine. We do well. Like, why, why is that where my head would go? Yeah. You know, oh, this is going to be a, a trigger in the relationship. And when I really look back, I, you know, I've never, even with my parents, had a really great relationship with money. Yeah. And I never thought about it. It's, yeah. It was always um, something that, you know, I, I, I hate it because if my mom listens to this or one of my brothers, they're going to get mad at me. But my father, um, who's passed away, um, if I would want to go to the movies and I'd say, Dad, I'd like to go to the movies. Can I, you know, can I have some money? And he'd say, you know, he'd hum and ha about it. And he'd say, well, how much is a movie? And so, you know, I'd tell him the exact ticket price. I'm like, that's all I need. And so then he'd, you know, hum and ha and he'd come back five minutes later and he's like, well, you know, here's the money. And then five minutes later, he'd come back and say, well, don't you want to get, you know, popcorn? I'm like, no, it's fine. I don't need popcorn. He's like, how much is popcorn? I don't know. It's $2, whatever. So 10 minutes later, he'd come back and hand me two more dollars. And so we'd have this whole, this whole scenario where I never, I was, now that I look back, I realize, and I, I'm not blaming him, um, but it was to be able to look back on that and see that in my rear view mirror, money discussions mean you're begging for money mm-hmm. and you have to validate it and you can't ask for a penny more. And even yeah. that's going to be tough. And in the end, before I'd walk out of the door, he'd always hand me like another 20. <laughs> like I maybe got $7 for the movie and the popcorn, but he'd say, here's a $20 bill in case anything happens, you know? <laughs> and all the meanings that we make of that, all the meanings that, you, by the way, nice in on yourself there. <laughs> around that <laughs> and yeah and and so you're right being able to trace those nuances the the tendrils i call it and there's so many of them that are so interwoven and connected that go way back and they're very deep some of us have access to to that a little more easier than others some of us know why we've done what we've done with it some some don't we're, we're kind of all yeah. on the path of of that kind of self-discovery and um, but you know a great question to ask for someone who's kind of new in this journey is, hmm, what is it that I'm afraid to look at that I mm-hmm. want to avoid and why, right? And then what is it that I don't want other people to know about me and why? Those are really two fantastic contemplation questions. I love contemplation for self-discovery. I might get unexamined life is not worth living, right? Mm-hmm. Someone, someone very wise once said that. And, and so, and so begin by just inquiring within yourself, huh, I wonder what's that thing that I don't want to look at and I want to run away from and tuck in the dark closet, hired far away, right? Mm-hmm. What's, what's underneath that? Mm, inquiring minds want to know, get curious with yourself because there's so much wisdom in that question. There's so much of your freedom, of your ease, of your wealth in that question when you're willing to be brave enough to go discover it. Absolutely. And I know that, you know, where we are now. Um, so we, we, as we begin to have financial discussions about the business, I'm reverting a little bit. So I'm working yeah. on that, but our, in our personal relationship, 
I am always surprised when a quarter has gone by because I'm thinking, well, wow, we just talked about that. And I'm like, three months went by? Okay, where are we? And so now I'm curious and I'm engaged and I'm always excited about the progress we've made. And I can ask intelligent questions that maybe I was hesitant to before. Or I can ask unintelligent questions and not worry about it. But it's um, I'm really proud of that evolution within me because that was a huge step that I never knew was yeah. a was a boundary issue until you know my husband said let's have a money talk and I'm like I love this so much what you're talking about um, and your your bravery in stepping into that regardless of what was going on in the internal dialogue um, I call them money dates I like to I like I recommend that all business owners leaders have one at least once a month but quarterlies mm -hmm. quarterlies awesome especially in partnership um, mm -hmm. you know, that's a business partner or a personal partner. Uh, but having one even with yourself and with your business monthly, a money date, like sitting down and reviewing, you can review things like, of course, key metrics um, or goals even, but also like kind of like the, the parts of the inner workings of yourself. What are some of those goals, maybe self-care goals or, you know, and like, how am I being in the doing goals? And um Let's see. Anxiety is a big one for a lot of people. It was for me, you know, like, how's my anxiety going? Or maybe, you know, how am I, how am I putting myself out there and feeling like I am being myself in the putting myself out there, being visible, right? Am I posturing or am I actually living and existing in my truth? And so rating yourself over time in a money date with those kinds of things as well, they, those, those being in the doing bits are really what fuel and feed the actions and strategies that then put the money in the bank account and free us up in our life. So the money date that you and your hubby are having, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know personally where that can lead you. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, thank you. I think that's a great, that's great. You've given a lot of great, um, you know, things for, I think, everyone to reflect on. And, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how much money you have in the bank, it's, it's, it's about what you do with it, how you live with it, and how you feel about it. And I think that the fact is, we're, we're never going to be able to take all the emotion out of it. And probably never should, but maybe we can help. Become like Ebenezer Scrooge. No one right. wants to be Ebenezer Scrooge, okay? <laughs> right, right. But we can take the negative emotions out of it if we if we work on them and focus on them. That's right. Yeah. I love it, Jennifer. You have so much. I know we're gonna have all of your contact information in the show notes. But in case somebody wants to find you right now because they can't wait to get in touch with you, what's the best yeah. way? So we can go to Instagram. It's the Jennifer Love. Or just go to jenniferlove.com. I've got a discovery form there if you want to come have a conversation with me. And I've also got a couple of free giveaways, um, including contemplation questions. So um, make sure to grab those too. And you have some exciting things coming up with your yeah, business as well? I do. I'm super excited. So we are just launching um, our show, The Nature of Money. You can go to natureofmoney.com and um, please hop onto iTunes and give us a nice, a nice score rating and, and love us up there. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? You know, I would say that other people are going to suffer in your life, just like I watched and witnessed my mom. But we don't have to take on the suffering of other people, right? It's not our responsibility to save them. Um, 
focus on the beautiful one inside of you and set him or her free. And let your light shine. Open yourself up to all the greatness that's inside of you. Allow yourself, even challenge yourself, because I dare you to live wealthy and be free and joyful and with ease and have all the abundance and prosperity that you desire, that your soul was designed to create in this world. Go live that life. Go be that person, the person that is actually really you. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It has been such a pleasure having you on today. And I am so glad that we are connected. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.